Chapter Twenty Two of Jacob Faithful by Captain Marriott. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Noel Badrian. Chapter Twenty Two is very didactic and treats learnedly on the various senses and human nature is also diffuse on the best training to produce a moral philosopher indeed it contains materials with which to build up one system and half a dozen theories as these things are now made i was rather curious after the secret confided to me by mary stapleton to see how her father would behave but when we had sat and talked some time as he appeared to have no difficulty in answering to any observation in a common pitch of the voice i observed to him that he was not so deaf as i thought he was no no replied he in the house i hear very well but in the open air i can't hear at all if a person speaks to me two yards off always speak to me close to my ear in the open air but not loud and then i shall hear you very well i caught a bright glance from mary's blue eye and made no answer this frost will hold i'm afraid continued stapleton and we shall have nothing to do for some days but to blow our fingers and spend our earnings but there's never much doing at this time of the year the winter cuts us watermen up terribly as for me i smokes my pipe and thinks on human nature but what you are to do jacob i can't tell oh he will teach me to read and write replied mary i don't know that he shall replied stapleton what's the use of reading and writing to you we've too many senses already in my opinion and if so we be learning to boot why then all the worse for us how many senses are there father how many i'm sure i can't tell but more than enough to puzzle us there are only five i believe said i first there's hearing well replied stapleton hearing may be useful at times but not hearing at times is much more convenient i make twice as much money since i lost the better part of my hearing well then there's seeing continued i seeing is useful at times i acknowledge but i knows this that if a man could pull a young couple about the river and not be able to see now and then it would be many a half crown in his pocket well then now we come to tasting no use at all only a vexation if there was no tasting we should not care whether we ate brown bread or roast beef drank water or x x ale and in these hard times that would be no small saving well then let me see there's smelling smelling's no use whatever for one good smell by the river's side there be ten nasty ones and so there is everywhere to my conviction which is the next jacob said mary smiling archly feeling feeling that's the worst of the whole always feel too cold in winter too hot in summer feel a blow too feeling only gives pain that's a very bad sense well then i suppose you think we should get on better without our senses 
no not without all of them a little hearing and a little seeing be all very well but there are other senses which you have forgot jacob now one i takes to be the very best of the bunch is smoking i never heard that was a sense replied i laughing then you haven't half finished your education jacob are reading and writing senses father inquired mary to be sure they be girl for without sense you can't read and write and rowing be a sense just as well and there be many other senses but in my opinion most of the senses be nonsense and only lead to mischief jacob said mary whispering to my ear isn't loving a sense no that's nonsense replied i well then replied she i agree with my father that nonsense is better than sense but still i don't see why i should not learn to read and write father i've lived all my life without it and never felt the want of it why can't you because i do feel the want of it so you may but they leads to no good look at those fellows at the feathers all were happy enough before jim holder who is a scholar came among them and now since he reads to them they do nothing but grumble and growl and talk about i don't know what corn laws and taxes and liberty and all other nonsense now what could you do more than you do now if you learnt to read and write i could amuse myself when i've nothing to do father when you and jacob are away i often sit down after i've done all my work and think what i shall do next and at last i look out of the window and make faces at people because i've nothing better to do now father you must let him learn me to read and write well mary if you will you will but recollect don't blame me for it it must be all on your own head and not on my conscience i've lived some forty or fifty years in this world and all my bad luck has been owing to having too much senses and all my good luck to getting rid of them i wish you would tell me how that came to pass said i i should like to hear it very much and it will be a lesson to mary well i don't care if i do jacob only i must light my pipe first and mary do you go for a pot of beer let jacob go father i mean him to run on all my errands now you mustn't order jacob mary no no i wouldn't think of ordering him but i know he will do it won't you jacob yes with pleasure replied i well with all my heart provided it be all for love said stapleton of course all for love replied mary looking at me or latin which jacob what's latin said her father oh that's a new sense jacob has been showing me something of which like many others proved to be nonsense i went for the beer and when i returned found the fire burning brightly and the strong sense of smoking from old stapleton's pipe he puffed once or twice more and then commenced his history as follows i can't exactly say when i were born nor where said old stapleton taking his pipe out of his mouth because i never axed either father or mother 
and they never told me because why i never did axe and that be all agreeable to human nature here stapleton paused and took three whiffs of his pipe i recollects when i was a little brat about two foot nothing mother used to whack me all day long and i used to cry in proportion father used to cry shame and then mother would fly at him he would whack she she would up with her apron in one corner and cry while i did the same with my pinafore in another all that was nothing but human nature a pause and six or seven whiffs of the pipe i was sent to school at a penny a week to keep me out of the way and out of mischief i learnt nothing but to sit still on the form and hold my tongue and so i used to amuse myself twiddling my thumbs and looking at the flies as they buzzed about the room in the summer time and in the winter cause there were no flies of no sort i used to watch the old missus a knitting of stockings and think how soon the time would come when i should go home and have my supper which in a child was nothing but human nature puff 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 father and mother lived in a cellar mother sold coals and potatoes and father used to go out to work in the barges on the river as soon as i was old enough the school missus sent word that i ought to learn to read and write and that she must be paid threepence a week so father took me away from the school because he thought i had had education enough and mother perched me on a basket upside down and made me watch that nobody took the goods while she was busy down below and then i used to sit all day long watching the coals and potatoes and never hardly speaking to nobody so having nothing better to do i used to think about this and that and everything and when dinner would be ready and when i might get off the basket for you see thinking be another of the senses and when one has nothing to do and nothing to say to think be nothing more than human nature puff puff and a pause for a drink out of the pot at last i grew a big stout boy and mother said that i ate too much and must earn my livelihood somehow or other and father for once agreed with her but there was a little difficulty how that was to be done so until that was got over i did nothing at all but watch the coal and potatoes as before one day mother wouldn't give me victuals enough so i helped myself so she whacked me so i being strong whacked she so father coming home whacked me so i takes to my heels and runs away a good mile before i thought at all about how i was to live and there i was very sore very unhappy and very hungry puff 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 and a spit i walks on and on and then i gets behind a coach and then the fellow whips me and i gets down again in a great hurry and tumbles into the road and before i could get up again a german in a gig drives right over me and breaks my leg i screams with pain which if i hadn't had the sense of feeling of course i shouldn't have minded he pulls up and gets out and tells me he's very sorry i tells him so am i his servant calls some people and they takes me into a public-house and lays me on the table all among the pots of beer 
sends for a doctor who puts me into bed and puts my leg right again and then i was provided for for at least six weeks during which the german calls and axes how i feel myself and i says pretty well i thank ye puff puff knock the ashes out pipe refilled relighted a drink of beer and go on so when i was well and on my pins again the gentleman says what can i do for you and the landlord cuts him short by saying that he wanted a pot-boy if i liked the profession now if i didn't like the pots i did the porter which i had no share of at home so i agrees the german pays the score gives me half a guinea and tells me not to be lying in the middle of the road another time i tells him i won't so he jumps into his gig and i've never cast eyes upon him since i stayed three years with my master taking out beer to his customers and always taking a little out of each pot for myself for that's nothing but human nature when you likes a thing but i never got into no trouble until one day i sees my missus a kissing in the back parlour with a fellow who travels for orders i never said nothing at first but at last i sees too much and then i tells master who gets into a rage and goes in to his wife stays with her half an hour and then comes out and kicks me out of the door calling me a liar and telling me never to show my face again i shies a pot at his head and showed him anything but my face for i took to my heels and ran for it as fast as i could so much for seeing if i hadn't seen that wouldn't have happened so there i was adrift and good-bye to porter puff puff mary where's my backy stopper poke down puff puff spit and proceed well i walks towards lunnon thinking on husbands and wives porter and human nature until i finds myself there and then i looks at all the lighted lamps and recollects that i haven't no lodgings for the night and then all of a sudden i thinks of my father and mother and wonders how they be going on so i thought i'd go and see and away i went comes to the cellar and goes down there is my mother with a quartern of gin before her walking to and fro and whimpering to herself so says i mother what's the matter now at which she jumps up and hugs me and tells me i'm her only comfort left i looks at the quartern and thinks otherwise so down i sits by her side and then she pours me out a glass and pours out all her grief telling me how my father had left her for another woman who kept another cellar in another street and how she was very unhappy and how she had taken to gin which was nothing but human nature you see and how she meant to make away with herself and then she sent for more quarterns and we finished them what with the joy of finding me and the grief at losing my father and the quarterns of gin she went to bed crying drunk and fell fast asleep so did i and thought home was home after all next morning i takes up the business and finds trade not so bad after all so i takes the command of all keeps all the money and keeps mother in order 
and don't allow drinking nor disorderly conduct in the house but goes to the public house every night for a pipe and a pot well everything goes on very well for a month when who should come home but father which i didn't approve of because i liked being master so i being a strong chap then says if you be come to ill-treat my mother i'll put you in the kennel father be off to your new woman aren't you ashamed of yourself says i so father looks me in the face and tells me to stand out of his way or he'll make cat's meat of me and then he goes to my mother and after a quarter of an hour of sobbing on her part and coaxing on his they kiss and make friends and then they both turns on me and orders me to leave the cellar and never to show my face again i refuses father flies at me and mother helps him and between the two i was hustled out to find my bread how and where i could i've never taken a woman's part since puff 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 and a deep sigh i walks down to the waterside and having one or two shillings in my pocket goes into a public-house to get a drop of drink and a bed and when i comes in i sees a man hand a note for change to the landlady and she gives him change that won't do says he and he was half tipsy i gave you a ten-pound note and this here lad be witness it was only a one says the woman you are a damned old cheat says he and if you don't give me the change i'll set your house on fire and burn you alive with that there was a great row and he goes out for the constable and gives her in charge and gives me in charge as a witness and then she gives him in charge and so we all went to the watch-house together and slept on the benches the next morning we all appeared before the magistrate and the man tells his story and calls me as a witness but recollecting how much i had suffered from seeing i wouldn't see anything this time it might have been a ten-pound note for it certainly didn't look like a one but my evidence went rather for than against the woman for i only proved the man to be drunk and she was let off and i walked home with her so says she you're a fine boy and i'll do you a good turn for what you have just done for me my husband is a waterman and i'll make you free of the river for he hasn't no prentice and you can come on shore and stay at the public-house when you aren't wanted i jumped at the offer and so by not seeing i gets into a regular livelihood well jacob how do you like it very much replied i and you mary oh i like it very much but i want father to go on and to know how he fell in love and married my mother well you shall have it all by and by but now i must take a spell End of chapter twenty two